I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Welcome back to Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com, a Wednesday edition. Thank you for joining us. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Foreman. Keep hitting us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions. It is the juice. Time for some headlines tonight. It is the high school fan zone at 6 o'clock over on 100.7 The Score. Coaches from Friendship, Lubbock, Cooper, and Liberty will be live here in the first United Bank studio telling you all about the happenings of their seasons. Uh, 6 o'clock. 1077 Yes FM Lady Raider basketball returns to action. Um, certainly uh, in a, a slump, trying to find some footing. They'll be at TCU. Uh, the nice thing is, you know, they can beat TCU because uh, the last time they won, well, it was here at home, but it was against the Frogs. So yeah, and they've got they've got some more people healthy. Unfortunately, that is true. And maybe they we, is in we, TCU. Yeah, TCU because <laughs> they they came here shortly after their little two game hiatus and and um, yeah, which still was like still such, to look back was such an odd bonkers story. Yeah. And you know the like some of the the players that they got that just happened to be state champions and then like a volleyball player yeah. and stuff like that if it wasn't tcu i would have really enjoyed that story because like oh that's really cool but i wouldn't say you want them to have success but hopefully they won't have success tonight as lady raider basketball looking for a much needed win over in fort worth again six o'clock you can hear uh fink and chuck on the call as always red raider softball will play their first midweek game of the season uh, that's actually going on right now that was a two o'clock first pitch but they're facing new mexico we'll give you an update whenever that game is all said and done they're coming off a really nice weekend in the north texas tournament where they went a perfect five and oh couple come from behind victories including a walk-off of minnesota new mexico gus also played in the north texas tournament they entered today at four and 13 however they did not face the red raiders or have the same success in denton as they went one and four uh, so we'll give you an update as we find out scores from that one that's interesting some of the uh high schools around here canceled outdoor stuff today mm-hmm. uh, that's my understanding just because of the air quality and stuff so uh yeah, yeah and they, but, they had uh, like some of the soccer games, I think, yeah. for like LISD mm-hmm. and stuff were, were, I think one was moved to today. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it's like a, probably a double move there. And like, and you know what? Eh, maybe we try again. And the air may be a little bit better later today. I mean, according to the weather thing I saw this morning, that the, the, the wind was going to shift just enough out of the northeast to push this stuff west of Lubbock. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they may be okay to play these afternoon, evening games. But I was told that this morning that. They were they were keeping every all the you know recess and PE and that type of stuff was staying inside today. Uh, last night, of course, if you were trying to forget it, you might just close your ears for a little bit. 
Texas Tech loses to Texas 81-69 at home. Um, you have a, a loss where at the end of the first half, it was 47-23, to but I, probably fair to say that that's probably not what you'll remember from this game. I mean, whenever you think about it, however long in advance, you're probably going to be thinking about what? A, a certain uh, Brock Cunningham incident, incredibly dirty play there on the sideline, and then a poor response from the fans as well. Not, not, not all the fans, but certain fans. Uh, you saw a kid get drug out. That was odd. Our man, Tony Bradford. No, how about involved. that? That was uh... – I saw that video and like, man, that dude came. Whoever that guy was, and you look at it like, that's Tony Bradford, man. Like in his new capacity, you know, working security at the game, and he went over there and latched onto that dude. And if, that dude was, ooh. and that wasn't like that a small was, kid either. But really, that goes into yeah. the uh, Division One athlete right. against an average person. And if you were wondering uh, if he could manhandle an average yeah. person, he, that was, you know, yeah. the mayor, pretty strong cat. Yeah, <laughs> and that dude was, yeah. Wonder what that was like when you sober up and go, uh, Dad. Uh, yeah, out of uh, uh, all the rough mornings you can have, ooh. he's probably having an incredibly rough morning. Like I don't, I don't know what the. Wonder what that's what, like. What, like too. the punishment side or anything like yeah. that individually. No, I, I'm not gonna I guess at charges. it, but it can't be good. I saw the charges. There are like three charges that mm. he was, you know, on his booking deal. But I was just thinking, how does that work on the, uh, like. Or mom and dad sitting at home watching it, going, "Oh wow, that guy, that guy got thrown out." Then somebody, somebody knows somebody that texts and went, "Hey, that was little Johnny." You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you're. Anyway, keep I'll, going. I will say, if, if he if he was one that had camped out and saw that, especially an early camper, uh, I'm not yeah. gonna say I get it completely, but uh, that was certainly there. Uh, that is your headlines today. That is the juice. This, on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, Bobby Hot Dogs suggests that we Google what is Grimace supposed to be. Nary a gumdrop to be found. This, on the chat line, why do they keep playing Walton 4-on-5? He plays so timid, afraid to make a mistake, doesn't move, um, doesn't pass well. Last night... It is. Uh, it's hard to get a read, Gus. And I mean, tell me if you just disagree. Just from just from that first half, it felt like half of the uh, team was. You know what? What do we say about uh, I, I, I the mean, game I, of basketball? Right. Sometimes you have to let the game come to you. Sure. And on one hand, it looked like you had half doing the exact opposite of that and way forcing the issue in a bad way. Then the other half was letting the game come to them. They'd get it, and they just throw it in the, like, to the side. Me, like, nah, I don't want anything let, with it. Let me just ask this question, and this is me being kind of a wiseacre, but who are you putting out there? Oh. Why do we keep putting Walton out there? Who you got in mind? Mm -hmm. Look down on the bench, man. Yeah. yeah, you keep Kerwin Walton out there. Did he play good? No. He had a 30-minute game and didn't get a rebound. He's got strengths. And he's got weaknesses, all right? But look down that bench and tell me if you think you see us. You know what? We should put old Joe Blow in. He'll fix things. Joe Blow's had all year long to fix things, and it didn't happen. And by the way, if, you know, I, I'm the, like, to, for me, the, the jury's still out on EY because he's so young. You know, but mm -hmm. you put him and Lindsey in, and it's like gas can. 
you, you know what I was going to say? For if, the if, other if, team. I'm oh, like, sure. Like, yeah, there's and that's, no post look, what, defense what, what, there. There's, what Texas did is what they were supposed to because they said, okay, there's no war in Washington. You haven't been consistent with your post play with the depth pieces behind it. Lindsey has had some nice moments. Jennings has had some nice moments. Yolaho um, had a nice moment the last time out. If I'm being like with my first half judgment, the guy who I thought had the most promising first half and it still wasn't good, it might be Yolaho because at least he had a couple of plays there where you were trying to keep it close and you were trying to cut it back. You know, had gotten to about 12 points or that first double-digit deficit and you were trying to kind of track back. And he had a couple nice plays. He had a nice roll to the basket, nice finish. But past that, it was your guards didn't play well. Um, and and it's easy to go, well, why is so-and-so playing right now when everybody had a bad first half? Right. Like just uh, – and – and to all the question of would you match Texas, who I thought was coming in with their backs against the wall, sure. just talk, would they have that kind of dog cornered, gonna bite the hand that's you know just reaching out at them? That's the Texas you got, and you did not match it. Yeah, did at they all. did they play with more edge? One hundred percent. And I'm not sitting here acting like you know uh, that Kate Dub had a great game or. Whatever, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that, and so I, I yeah. partly agree. But I'm also I'm not singling him out. If you're singling him out, you got a problem. Yeah. But I mean, all of this. There's a lot of theories and stuff coming, and keep them coming on the text line. But if if you know you're trying to diagnose this, and we don't do that or whatever. Hey, you know what? We're a completely different team with Warren Washington mm-hmm. sitting over there. In you're handcuffed clothes. to small ball right oh now. That's just God, the way it dude. is. And so like uh, all the. All the diagnoses and we we weren't this and we were that. Hey, Warren Washington sitting over there, man. Sectac, more more discussion of that next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Keep hitting us up on the H4 Center chat line. Plenty of your thoughts already rolling in. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman behind the glass. Uh, we got this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Steven. Seems like Pop and others went down the uh, commode when they got sick. Well, and then, you know, they came back and have won some games. And so... I, this the the past two games have been alarming because it felt like you would figure out a way to uh, and maybe and, and maybe you can credit this as well if you say that being honest without Warren Washington UCF Texas bad matchups right mm-hmm. uh, I mean teams that can effectively attack when you are really lacking size and not just thin at size. Um, and I still think, you know, Robert Jennings can produce. I think He's again, you six it's, foot it's, seven guy garden six elevens. Yeah. And, and it, the, the bigger issue to me is inconsistency one with your size, but the other side is you, you can win with small ball, right? But what do you have to do to win with small ball? Shoot you got to well. hit shots. And that is something you, have not done and and that's where that's where my 
current nerves are, Gus, is that like it feels like we keep on have kept on waiting. Like, hey, Pop Isaacs will 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 get that switch, you know, turned at some point. But last night, and and maybe this is just too uh, too much instant of a reaction. But in the first half, something that didn't help is tentativeness, uh, and then bad shot selection to me. I mean, it felt like everyone on the court was like, okay, Pop is that guy, you go make a play, and then when they were leaning on him to make a play and he wasn't, then everybody else kind of backed down as well. So it was like across the board, a a bad performance just gets magnified. When you also add in, you had a terrible matchup size-wise, so if you couldn't do the things to win at small ball, and then the other side too, I, like I don't think you did kind of the little things that win you games – the intensity side, the hustle side, it felt like for the first time that was even lacking, uh, at least in the first half. That's, I mean, that's that's how you get blown out, and that's why you did get blown out. Yeah. The, the I mean, with with Warren not on the floor, like the the things that happened when Warren was there, first of all, he, he, you know, he was, he was given a lot of credit by McCasland for, for being a really good passer, you know, yeah. like, and you don't, look at your 610 guy and go see that guy, you know, but I mean, you know, because you're expecting that to be the nimble point guard or whatever. But when he's there, when he's on the floor, that all that high pick, pick and roll stuff, you know, how many times a game would you see him, you know, they'd be in their set, he'd go out top, you know, and set a pick and either be a classic sort of pick and roll situation and, you know, and then the mm-hmm. offense creates and flows off of that. I remember seeing one of the, you know, Seth Greenberg types after we played. It was one of the home games, um, maybe like UCF or one of those games, um, Cincinnati, I don't know, BYU, maybe BYU, but um and 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 it was it was showing like how good Pop was with in the pick and roll game with like four different options off of that high pick mm-hmm. and, and just how he can go here, he can leverage himself, you know, and get the foul call and then like all the things and, they, and like perfect. Here's one example, click, you know, 10 second video with the little diagrams drawn there. So it was very coachy kind of stuff. And, um, and I, and I, th- you know, very interesting. And, and none of that's there now. I mean, think about it. If EY, um, you know, uh, Jennings or Kaya, Lindsay. Lindsay, those guys, if they go out and, and specifically Lindsay, I mean, uh, of uh, Jennings, if, you know, if those guys go out to set the high screen, are you, and you know, and it's the little handoff deal. Are you guarding them? I mean, are you, are you guarding them? No, the, you, the two dudes just collapse with the, or sink or mm-hmm. drop or whatever you want to call it. They, they they come off to the guard. Like you're worried about Pop. You're worried about Toussaint. You're in in that situation. And so the the lack of Warren Washington has created real difficulty for those guards. And you know, and and, and I would even venture to say that part of the reason why they aren't shooting well, now there are open looks that get missed. Don't get me wrong, there are also open looks that got missed a month ago. Mm-hmm. But by and large, you're, you're not you're going to hit every shot. No, exactly. Yeah. And you, yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not saying they're shooting it. Well, blame it all on this. But one thing that's happening is bigger people now are chasing those dudes around because you're not worried about EY. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'll take my chances. It's it's the classic. It's the classic case. And Bobby Knight didn't invent this, but he used to say it all the time. I'm gonna try it. Belichick was the same way. I'm gonna try do try to take away what you do best and make somebody else beat me. That's mm-hmm. classic. You and know, did, just like you didn't pitch to cash last year, you want to make somebody you know. else beat you. Whatever. Pick pick the football analogy. But right now, you know you. Yeah, hey, Chiron, you got it, big boy. You know, or, hey, and also EY. don't be a liability on defense Jennings. on the other side. Right. That, we ain't got to that yet, <laughs> yeah, dude. We ain't got there. <laughs> and 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 I'm and listen, I was I was in in my playing career, I was way more of EY and those dudes, lead, or you know, may, maybe Jennings. You know, where I was exposed more often than not, at least on my senior year. And so I don't, do not who was miss the, Who was the do, kid that came in that was a manager and took a charge? Because yeah. that was me. I yeah. forgot his name. Do, do not misinterpret <laughs> me as dogging on a kid here. Yeah. Um, you're saying you're just saying you don't have the horses in the barn that, right now. That's exactly because, it. So, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not, you know, those dudes may, the effort may be there in terms of, you know, how hard they play and care and try. So I'm not, that's what I'm saying. I don't want this to be misinterpreted that I'm just railing a kid, but and you're the also fact not is, burying them no, yet, but the, but the fact is, is when those dudes are on the floor and when Jennings is six foot seven or six or whatever he is guarding a seven footer, and he has to overdo things, and then he gets in foul trouble. I mean, all of this stuff is easily traced back to the pre- to the lack of size. Mm-hmm. And you know, you don't look down the bench and go, "Oh, well, there's Demarion Williams." Hey, hey, whew. I mean, you know, and again, not dogging on him. I'm just saying the, the answers aren't over there. And so benching K Dub because he's not getting enough rebounds or whatever. Who, who the hell you got? You, you can play got, with four? You've got to have better play. I mean, yes. this is a no out of your guards no, right now. Like no margin for is, error. No margin for error. This no is where you're going to have to lean for the guards the rest of the way out. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Welcome back to Tech Talk, a Wednesday edition. Thank you for joining us and making us part of your afternoon. Hit us up on the Yates Morning Show chat line, thoughts, comments, reactions, all that welcome there. You can also call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman behind the glass. Uh, Let's get today's play of the day. Back to throw as Mahomes does. Deep left side. It's intercepted. Drop. Oh! It's caught by Jakeem Grant down the near sideline. Touchdown, Red Raiders! Oh, my! Well, that's the way to break it. That ball was intercepted by the Longhorns, and then Devin Lauderdale just clobbers the Texas defender who picked off that pass. And when the ball bounced up into the air after that, Jakeem caught it out of the air. Let's be honest. This is therapy session after the heaping pile of garbage we saw on the court last night. Like the approach. This kind of brings similar vibes. Have you guys ever seen those videos where... They're a fan of a team. Someone's a fan of a team, right? And they lost horrendously. Like, for example, the Cowboys just got the smacking laid on them by the Green Bay Packers. And that same fan, minutes later, plays like Madden, so to speak, and just whips the Packers <laughs> to burn uh-huh. off their frustration, they- to blow off steam as best they can. And I feel like this was the right approach to take today. 
NCAA coming out this summer. I'm not saying I used to do that, but uh, it may or may not happen. <laughs> no, I love those. Like, ah, uh, like take that video game version that just really ruined my day in real life. Now it's all better. This on the chat line. Uh, ooh, there went the chat line. Here we go. Comes back. Uh, Red Raider Two Gun said, "Very disappointing night all around." Uh, Shelly says, "I like Gus fired up like this. Keep it going, full steam." <laughs> to uh, our our man, our man who was who? What was the uh, better drug out of a stadium, him or the possum? I'm gonna go with the possum. Ooh. <laughs> All right, yeah. Say that again now. What was the question? Who was uh who was the better living thing being thrown out of a stadium this season? Was it the possum or our our boy from the student section? <laughs> Years ago, there was a fox, just, like when Mayfield was still the mm-hmm, starter yeah. here. Yep. Um, oh, was Cunningham thrown out of the stadium? That was pretty good. Oh, what a tool. Uh. <laughs> This from Bullfighter, that's not an excuse. I've been blackout drunk before and haven't acted like that in the game. That dude was on something else. Bobby Hot Dog says, getting arrested nowadays is even worse with the advent of the Lubbock County Mugshots Facebook page. Yeah, that's and, and he's in there. That's, that's making rounds again. Um, yeah, just the way it goes, I guess. Tough deal. Uh, down the commode fellow Americans album name <laughs> uh, this on the chat line the horses ain't in the barn and the jockey done got fat uh, if you follow the team it's exactly like what Gus is saying we've known since this team was put together that we had a lack of size and depth the second Cambridge went down we knew we couldn't afford to lose Washington and now here we are and this is the result of lack of depth at the big positions Got to figure it out before this thing spirals out of control. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, it, 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 we knew that size was going to be a problem just with the roster in general, but especially once Cambridge went down. I, I mean, I remember talking with Dickens then, and mm-hmm. Clinton, you and I probably had this conversation. So there's no revelation here, but me, me just thinking, you know, our depth is, is it, we're exposed now at the big spots. Like what we can't afford is anything to happen to Warren Washington. Mm-hmm. Like you could have, you know, you could have rolled with one of the guards going down, but you know, that then it's Warren, you know, mm-hmm. illness followed by the foot. And like, you, you just gotta, I mean, you gotta be kidding me. Well, and I mean, I, it, it, all, you know, again, that, that lack of depth in our size is, is exactly what, you know, an unfortunate injury for sure. And the again, the, the the lack of depth, like you said, this is not this isn't news. We we've been we've talked about this for a while, where you're kind of watching some games, you know, through your fingers because you were you were going, and not even the injury side, but hey, what if he gets into you know a couple quick fouls, a game like that, and all of a sudden you don't have him from a foul standpoint or an injury issue and ultimately that's what you're going through. Of course you had the sickness part two there for a few games, but you can still win games without him in the lineup. Um, and the, the, the issue is the past two games, you haven't done some of those. Like, like you've played way too wild in transition. Um, you were trying to, to balance out with your guards, like, and I keep bringing up Pop Isaacs, but I don't think Joe Toussaint has 
has necessarily had anywhere close to the two back-to-back games that he's capable of having. Um, the the making the right play went out the window last night in the first half. Um, and, and you had a couple open shots, but that's the problem is you only had a couple open shots and past that. I felt like you forced a lot of things offensively. So you you know, and they know this, if you aren't going to have any sort of bigs really to lean on consistently, those are the things you have to do to win games. Like you have to play small ball the right way if you were being forced to play small ball. If you're doing four guards and then a post that you know isn't a, a giant or that center type size that you think, which even then it's positionless basketball at this point. Not everybody has an mm-hmm. 80 or something like that rolling around on their team. Um, so, I mean, how do you get back to playing like that? And again, I, I think... Yes, it goes to hitting shots, but you also have to keep finding good shots, and I don't think you've done that the past couple of games yeah. um, necessarily. Yep, I agree, and I, I think I think teams have uh, you know s- certain. I mean, if if we're playing a guard oriented team, it might be a blessing, even if you know just because not not that it would be easier, but just because you know it the, the matchup would be a little more favorable. But you know this. On both ends, exposed right now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know players, teams with quality big men can and expose us. And West Virginia's guy that's been hurt all year, their seven footers back and playing well. I mean, we got a problem on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, and that's that's a West Virginia team that's you know hadn't been great playing with an interim coach, and uh, you know, mercy. I mean, it's just. And I'm only saying that just to say if you if you're if you're walking around thinking oh it'll be fine West Virginia's bad like man it, this isn't a good good matchup for us either yeah um and and you know what I don't know is I mean I suspect that if Washington dealing with a foot injury it's probably not like he's able to run up and down and condition and do any of the kind of stuff that would get you ready to play mm-hmm. play for a long time at a decent level. And so let's say he does play on Saturday. You can get 20 minutes out of him. You know, you're going to get, you know, eight points. I mean, like, you know, can you, can you expect him to be clicking? You know, is he going to turn it over a couple of times? I mean, you would think the answer to all that stuff is, you know, not in his favor. Um, But, you know, because it's not like, well, the injury was to a, you know, his pinky finger on his left hand or something in a way Mm -hmm. that, you know, he could still condition and do a bunch of stuff. Man, that's his feet. Tough deal in that game, you know. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just I'm, – I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it because two road games coming up and both of them will look bad on a resume if you don't win them both. And <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the perfect storm because neither of them will look good on the resume or, or they'll look really, really bad. But at the same time, like they've gotten everybody back or they've gotten some of their young guys like Oklahoma State – playing a lot better than what they were and they've got a lot of size so it's like I mean you have to be very 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 careful over the next couple of games and they're winnable games don't get me wrong it's not all doom and gloom you have the capability to go beat these teams but you have to play I mean it's not a shocker to say this you have to play much better basketball in all phases of the game it's Tech Talker and Double T 97.3 the podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind this is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. 
Tech Talk. You've got us on Double T97.3, DoubleT97.3.com over on 100.7 Score. Uh, it is the High School Fan Zone, tonight's edition featuring coaches from Friendship, Lovett Cooper, and Liberty. And then 6 o'clock over on 107.7 Yes FM, you can hear Lady Raider basketball. They're at TCU looking to do two things tonight, Gus. One, get, get a win. Find a way to get a win. Uh, and then two, with that win, it would be a, a regular season sweep of the Frogettes, I assume they go yeah, by. That'd be big. Yeah. Uh, last night, of course, you have a uh, very disappointing result. You weren't the only game in action, though, in the Big 12. Uh, I would say one very non-surprising result and then one eyebrow razor. Houston beat Cincinnati at home. Not shocking there. Nope. 67 to 59. Um, and that was a game that still never felt like it was as close as it ended up being. Uh, and then Kansas, they lose at home to BYU. And they had a 12-point lead in this game. They lose at home 76 to 68. First time to lose a game at home in which they led at halftime since 2017. And I think the uh, the latest loss, again, this this doesn't really mean anything. It's just you get something like this and you have a lot of, depending on how you look at it, fun numbers or surprising numbers. It's like the latest loss in Allen Fieldhouse since like 1984 in the season. So, um, But for BYU, they were put in as a lock, and I don't think that that – would have been different by any means. But if you are doing just the record game and not, and not looking at the net and things like that, which BYU's net has been good to great all year long. Um, but for BYU, that was a huge, like, yeah, go ahead and they're, they're in the tournament. I, I mean, I, I think they could lose out and sit at 8-10 and 10 and they're, they're, way, in the, yeah. they're in the NCAA tournament. It feels that way. Yeah, that was a... It was good, a huge win. Yep, good win for them. And also, I mean, again, this is part of the, the bad side from last night. For Texas, they were in desperate need of a like a defining type win late in the season, and they get that. Uh, so a, I would say for three teams, well, really yep. not Houston, for two teams, uh, I mean, big wins for the case to the tournament. And I think the Texas one, much they needed it way more than what BYU did, again. But BYU's is like, go ahead and, like I said, put the stamp down in the tournament. We didn't even talk about uh, Monday night's results. Baylor gets a road win on Monday night against TCU. Uh, they win that one 62-54. to And then Kansas State, 94-90. What's Tang's record? Is it like twelve and one in overtime or something like it's that? It's undefeated. Yeah, and they had a twenty-five point lead. It's a D one record for um <laughs> for overtime wins without a loss and uh, yeah, like an amazing streak. And yeah, they they gave away a monster lead. Yeah, and then found a way to get it done in overtime. And you know, again, I'm I'm sitting there looking at that, going, okay, there's that West Virginia team. <laughs> You know, we're about to go deal with them. And, I mean, if you're for counting rest days, too, it's just a day's difference, but still. Right. I mean, for for you with what you're dealing with, trying to make sure everyone's healthy, 
I mean, that could 24 hours can be a world of difference. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, you can hit us up there as well. Uh, from Shelly, agreed, Clint, the Aldine nearly cost an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> Steven said a friend worked with Chick Hearns on Lakers Radio. Reports not a nice man. That's I went to their suite at the 90s Clippers game. That really is uh, interesting. I can actually confirm that because I read Al Michaels' uh, autobiography and he talked about his brief stint with the Lakers in the late 60s and he too didn't have a bright connection with uh, interesting with Chick Hearn. This from Raiders' dad. Uh-uh, hmm, actually, that's interesting, yeah. Uh-uh, actually, Clint, I am living my truth. We won that game. Yeah, I like keep, it. Keep, keep Good work. I like keep it. Living Don't hang truth. out with that dude. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the – really gotten oh. to this play specifically, but what did you think of the just whole situation, starting with the Cunningham hockey check? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a dirty play. By no measure is that anything. You know, at, at first, very first live-eye glance, like, dude diving for a ball. Mm-hmm. And then – but but it felt like – how did they how did they collide and this is me you know sitting way up there and how did they collide like how did that work because you know like you think maybe it was an angle or whatever and of course we've all seen it a million times we saw it in the arena last night but that, that's that's just uh you know that's just Cunningham getting beat to the ball and you know like phony ass toughness um that's I a mean, great way to put it yeah, yeah it's like mm-hmm. it's like uh you know it's just Phony toughness and, um, you know, because he gets this reputation as being this grinder guy and whatever. And Oh, there was, like, just, last year, if I heard him get called a glue guy one oh more time, God, I was going to throw up. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's all the, it's all the, um, you know, pre- sort of press level announcer that kind of crap you know mm-hmm. jay billis did a deal they were calling him he was calling a game of theirs in texas i think a non-conference i think maybe very early conference um you know and, and that was the guy he went and talked to you know the, mm-hmm. the six-year man and now hey whatever man um but yeah it's just just phony toughness and uh you know and he's he's trolled tech fans for a while and usually done it getting his butt kicked i mean he was three and seven against tech coming into that game and uh, um so i you know i but just the play was i mean you just thank goodness that nobody got hurt on the deal and oh yeah and no, yeah no. I mean, namely our guy would have yeah. cared if cunningham had cracked slipped his collarbone table, yeah. on the deal or <laughs> slipped on a banana peel or whatever but you know and then just the troll and the fan like getting out there as the as the as the replays are getting shown and the room's heating up, and then he's he's got the hands going, you know, like yeah, bring it, mm-hmm. you know, and and meanwhile the they're over there reviewing it, going, hey, we're tossing this guy because that's like the the dirtiest of and of flagrant, and you know, it's it's kind of one of those things. It's not as blunt as Brittany Griner just turning and punching a player in the face and mm-hmm. landing the punch and getting one game, but it's you know, it's as blatant as that. Well, I mean, that's why it was an easy call to kick him out of the game. Beckel gets four games for saying, go sit the bleep down, and this guy skates? Give me a break. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. 
This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Tech Talk, thanks for joining us here on a Wednesday edition. Good afternoon. Let's got Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Foreman behind the glass. We are live from the first United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. Take us anywhere with a mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. If you would rather than the hotline, you can reach us on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, thoughts like this. Would like to see severe punishment handed down to students who got caught throwing anything on the court. Tress passed them from all sports, which uh, brings us, if you didn't hear it or you know weren't there in person, this was what it sounded like last night with about 10 minutes to go in the game. Listen, hey, right here, everybody listen. Everything that gets thrown on the floor, we're gonna get a technical foul. Listen to me, it's gotta stop. It's gotta stop. Nothing else on the floor. Am I clear? Mm. Yeah, those, uh, I, you know, and I, I wouldn't have been one bit surprised if, if he had walked over there a couple minutes earlier. I think at that point, um, it was it was probably, I, I don't know at what, at what level the information was transferred to him. He's in there in the huddle probably working with his guys, getting them back focus on the game while Mm -hmm. stuff gets sorted out you know post post fracas and they're doing the review and all that and probably somewhere in there he's made aware like hey you guys are getting technicals because it's crap's thrown on the floor and maybe Mm -hmm. even hey would you come over here and calm this crowd down like it it didn't look like it was going to calm down and i was with you i was surprised it didn't happen you know, like a minute earlier, because I thought that's what you were headed for, and eventually right. you get there. And the dumb part of the whole thing to me, Gus, is they got the call right. They kicked him out. Like, mm-hmm. and and I I think this is probably more of just timing of who you're playing, how bad it's going, and I think you are just for for those that did that and those that are throwing stuff were just felt like they're just waiting for an excuse, but they oh, got sure. the call right. I mean, right. Brock Cunningham well, had an incredibly dirty play, but they kicked him out. And and this was happening before the decision was made. And I think uh And he's don't he's a he's a piece of crap, don't get me wrong. <laughs> he has been a he's been a piece of crap. Uh and any sort of you know, the verbal hate and all that stuff, whatever, he's earned it. And guess what? The other side is he loves it and well, obviously yeah. was eating that up last night. Um, but they got the call right. Yeah, for a for a dude that spent his whole career as a you know what a got averaging about five points a game, <laughs> there sure is a lot of oxygen expended on his behalf. <laughs> you know he's uh, yeah. That, that's anyway. a good point. Yeah, a lot of uh, but um, yeah, I thought anyway. I I, I was glad he's he like did it. The player version of a clickbait artist, right? Like oh, one hundred percent. He gets what he wants. Sure. And yeah, and and he's except the wins. I assume sure. he wants the wins, and he hasn't yeah. gotten those every time. Although they certainly yeah. got it he's, last night. He's four and seven against Texas Tech now. Um, yeah, he uh, I, I just yeah had had coach 
Mac done that a, a couple minutes earlier, I wouldn't have been surprised um, to go over the mic and grab it. It reminded me of Coach Knight, um, who would go over there at times and you know maybe get after the crowd to hey hey knock it off or whatever mm-hmm. and sure and and uh, I think something got thrown or a couple things got thrown one time and he 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 went over there and said. If you're sitting next to the guy who's throwing that crap on the floor, point him at the security and let's get him out of here. And I thought <laughs> this might be the point at which Coach McCaslin does that. Um, um, You'd have you a know. lot of people pointing out because there was a lot of oh, <laughs> 100% from different because it directions. felt like there was probably I don't know seven or eight things that hit the floor mm-hmm. at some point. But I, and I've wondered about I mean because there's a lot of traffic to the text lit, text line and keep it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, about you know kick, kicking kicking the people out who do that kind of stuff and kicking them out of all sporting events forever and what's it going to do to quit them chanting f bombs and all that kind of everybody's sure. got an idea mm-hmm. um, and and you know I'm not so sure because you're walking a fine line there between doing all that you have to do to get attendance and to gin up energy from the students period. And so the passion side, gotta have it. Absolutely. (laughs) You gotta have it. And, and just to walk the line of pulling, pulling back on those reins in some way, the next time they chant F bombs, we're kicking them all out. You know, I mean, any of that kind of stuff, I just don't, you know, I I don't see it because, you know, you know, the, the downside of that would be, you know, they just stay home and they're uninterested and, and, and then that creates an entirely different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, on this here text line, all the gnashing and whining from all the other fans are going, why did the students leave at halftime? Mm-hmm. You know, and so you, we're talking about, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, so the, the students love it, like it or not, are the energy in there. Um, and the Caleb Rogers experiment, I think, is fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, you know, just just all of that. But I, uh, yeah, I, I will say this, and and uh, hey, Ben. One of the one of the all time moments of a coach talking to his crowd is was Billy Tubbs, and we actually got a little fifteen second clip of this. <laughs> Number five, Missouri and Oklahoma. Yeah. Coach Tubbs upset with the crowd as well as the officials. So what he said there is the referees have requested that regardless of how pitiful the officiating is, do not throw things on the floor. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that that's an, that's entertaining. And OU was getting beat in Norman about I, I saw the little clip of it. They're down nineteen to five mm. or something. It's early and and Billy Tubbs was kind of the all time whiner. That'll be whiner. an SEC matchup next year. Yeah, that's right. It'd be good for him and. Uh, one of the all-time whiner guys, like he he was always, and and so he would set a tone for his arena every game. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Sooner fans of that era for sure just, you know, just gritched and moaned. How's that? There's a nicer <laughs> way of uh, just nonstop because that's what that's what their skipper did, and they yeah. had good teams in there. Gritched. <laughs> keeping that one it's uh tech talk here on double t 97.3 this has been the tech talk podcast presented by cantex roofing and construction check out our library of double t 97.3 podcasts at double t 97.3.com